Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Say When, a Geeky Podcast. It's the 8th of March, 2018, and we're going to talk about the Black Panther today. This is Sally and I'm here with my co-host. How are you doing today, Melissa? I'm doing great. We are, what is this, like take two? It feels like take 102. Yeah, we've tried. It's take two of this episode, but we've like attempted to get this done many more times prior to this. Yes. (laughs) yes it is it hashtag the struggle is real on this Mm -hmm. one um we we've just had um we had uh, a delay in seeing the movie and then we had delays getting where we could both be in the same place at the same time and then we've had delays with technical difficulties so our fingers are crossed pretty tight that we're going to get this thing done today um but before the Panther is out of the theaters, right, right, absolutely. Before it premieres on DVD, hopefully you will be listening to this. Um, anyway, we've got a few news and notables, um, and of course, me being the Star Wars nerd that I am, I got the Last Jedi novelization on Tuesday when it came out. I may or may not have finished it on Tuesday. <laughs> Have you had a chance to start it, Melissa? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's no. okay. That's okay. No, I, mean, I have it. I have it. Okay. I just have not started it yet. Yeah, but yeah. tomorrow? I, Maybe. Yeah. I, there's always tomorrow. Yeah. You sound like Annie. I'll talk about <laughs> tomorrow. Um, or Scarlet, you know. I'll think about it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> no, um, I actually... Um, recommended it to a friend of mine and he was like well does it help and i was like well that depends that depends on your point of view did it help me yes some other people probably not gonna help them at all (laughs) but um yeah i thought i i enjoyed the the novelization you know i've got a few things i didn't love about it but you know eh, it's life um, and then, still on Last Jedi News, um, if you want to see it again, it is available on Tuesday, 13 March. I think it's Tuesday, 13 March, um, on digital. And then, la, Blu-ray with all the extras and all that good stuff is available on the 27th of March. So, I suppose I'll be making a Target run on that day as well. Um, <laughs> so... Then yeah, that'll be in my collection, too. Yeah, it's really good. Um, then we've got A Wrinkle in Time coming out tomorrow. And um, my oldest is oldest daughter is reading the book, and she wants to see the movie, so I'm excited to, to take her to see that. And um, it's directed by Ava DuVernay. Uh, recently, she was asked if she would do a Star Wars movie, like in an audience situation, and 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 she told the audience member... Star Wars isn't for me, which kind of makes me go crap because um, I really would like to see Lucasfilm um, have a bit more diversity in hiring directors. Um, So far, the Star Wars directors have been a very long list of white men, and it'd be great to see maybe a woman or um, a person of color um, direct a Star Wars film. I'd I'd really like to see that, and... um, you know, it is what it is. You said you went to go see the Red Sparrow. Yeah. Tell oh me gosh. about it. So, you know, the first time we tried to report, uh, record this podcast, mm. <laughs> I was going over the questionable reviews right, um, right. that Rotten Tomatoes at the time 
that was a week ago. I haven't mm. looked at them recently, but at the time it got 57 mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was kind of making some jabs at the people who rate on Rotten Tomatoes saying that, oh, you know, most of those people have a sensitive palate (sighs) and it's probably a movie that I'm going to love. And guess what? You loved it. I loved it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I did. It was a really great movie and it was very rough around the edges and pretty hardcore. And I'm sure had a lot of scenes that um, would make some people cringe. Um, would it make me um, cringe? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Um, could you give me kind of a spoiler-free like, plot overview? Um, so she... Is it rated R? It is. Okay. Yeah. She was a dancer who uh-huh. um, had to find other means to make a living. Okay. And I'm trying not to spoil it. Let's see. I'm not good at this whole not spoiler thing. <sighs> But um, she ended up becoming a sort of, she she was working for the government. Okay. So she was like a wet work agent? Yeah. Yeah. And um, And the movie's about that? And the movie's about that. I don't want to tell too much because since this isn't a podcast about the movie and I don't want to spoil it. And I definitely recommend it if Mm. you're kind of like me and you are interested in kind of the darker side mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, it's definitely up my alley. And it was, if you, I had to look away, like, it's funny because I literally you had to look away. I had to look away. Oh Lord. Yeah. I, mm. um, yeah, you wouldn't be able to, to handle it, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, there were a couple that's of scenes and I was like, ah, no, that doesn't but, sound like my jam at all. <laughs> yeah, but no. I like those kind of movies that make. And then there was a great twist at the end um, that I was just like, "Yes, mm-hmm. awesome!" Mm. So, yeah, unexpected. It should have been expected, I suppose. If I if I really understood how story writing goes, I probably would have um, would have seen guessed it, coming. it. But yeah, I didn't see it coming. That's I, I never see these things coming. <laughs> enjoy the movies that much more um you you know i i tend to do that with um whenever i'm watching most films or i'm reading a book or something i tend to not be the person that's really digging and trying to figure out the twist i like to have the twist come to me and then be like oh and then in, in retrospect i like to look at it from like the storytelling perspective, you know? So mm-hmm. I get that. That makes sense to me. And I've never been uh, one of those people that, that unless it's just blatantly obvious, I'm not going to be able to tell you the twist ahead of time. Cause I just, I let the stuff flow to me and I don't try mm-hmm. to, you know? Yeah. It's kind of annoying when you go to watch a movie with someone who is like trying to figure it out before it's over and they're whispering it in your ear and you're, you're like, like Shut up and watch the movie. <laughs> Be quiet, would you? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Um but yeah, that's not how I that's not how I enjoy movies. That's not how I take movies in. The movie I've seen a couple movies recently that have come to D V D and I saw Blade Runner twenty whatever, forty nine and I saw 
just tonight, Thor Ragnarok, finally. Um, yeah. Woo. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to say this about Blade Runner. That movie, have you seen it? No, I haven't. I looked at my husband afterward. I said, was it me or was that movie weird? And he was like, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I was like, okay, as long as it wasn't just me thinking it was weird. But um, Thor Ragnarok, great uh, Marvel flick. A lot of fun. Um, I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, the soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack was my jam. I really enjoyed the soundtrack to that movie. So, And that's one of the things I found with, with movies. Um, the soundtrack to a movie can make or break it. And, and, you know, that hard driving beat that they had with some of the music and that Thor was, it was great. So that really stood out to me as something that I enjoyed. But anyway, speaking of movies we enjoyed, um, Mm -hmm. we should probably move ahead to the meat and potatoes of this little podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about the Black Panther and I'm going to go ahead and give, you know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, um, Whenever we do in-depth reviews, we don't exactly hold back from spoilers. Mm-hmm. So if you um, haven't seen the movie or don't want to be spoiled for it, off you go and come <laughs> back later. Our spoiler-free review is, good film. Go see it. Melissa, is that yours as well? Yeah, okay. I totally loved this film. Okay. Um, this film was based on a comic that was originally created by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee in 1966. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about all I know about the beginnings yeah. of the Black Panther. I didn't, I didn't really follow the Black Panther. So I right. leaned on some of my friends that did, um, to get a little info right. and of course had to do a little bit of research, but, yeah. um, it was a really good film and I enjoyed it just not knowing a lot about the Black Panther's history. Yeah. Same here. Um, I, the 1966 date really struck me because um, the height of the civil rights movement is that late mid to late 60s, mm-hmm. and you know because you had the civil rights act of 64 and then the voting rights act of 65, and and then of course the rise of the Black Panther Party um, is also coming about around that same time. I don't know the exact date of the founding of the Black Panthers. So um, I thought that was interesting as well. Um, but when you think of it in that context, then I think the the comic book itself makes a whole lot of sense um, from that context. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it makes sense. So I found, I just found that kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, that is cool. Our history major. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) It's what I do. I'm a historian. I destroy your illusions. It's my job, so there's that. Yep. But anyway, um, it was directed by Ryan Coogler, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome director. What else has he directed? Do you know? Yeah. um... Okay. I, I thought that he directed something else that was a pretty... Was it um? Was it that Rocky remake? Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about that um, Creed. We talked Creed. about Creed on the last episode. But there's some other things like Michael is in all of his movies. Just about um, oh, is he? Did, yeah. Did you see? <laughs> I kid you not. This popped up on Tumblr. 
Um, there's a girl, she's 17 years old. She has a retainer, right? And like a retainer from braces. She goes to an orthodontist and it's broken. And she said that she broke her, um, retainer when she was clenching down so hard when he was on screen as Killmonger. <laughs> I did. So, I did. I saw that. So and he, orth- he bought her another one. I'm, yeah. Her orthodontist goes on Tumblr and she's like, oh my God, that's my orthodontist. I'm going to die. <laughs> and then, and then of course, Bud, BuzzFeed picks it up and it's like, can we interview you? And she, her response was, you know what? What the heck? Why not? What do I have to lose? Sure. <laughs> and she's just so embarrassed. And then, yeah, he said, well, since I, since I'm partially to blame, Michael, Michael be joiner, right? He's like, can I buy you another retainer? <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. But, um, yeah, well, uh, I thought that, um, I thought the movie lived up to the hype, honestly. Um, I, uh, I was worried that it wouldn't just because, you know, when movies get a bunch of hype, sometimes it's like, oh, I want to like this. I want to like this. I want to like this. And then you go in and you don't like it. Like that's the danger. And with this movie, this movie had so much hype around it. And I was like, oh, please let me like this movie. And, and I did like it. Um, one of the things that I thought was great was, um, was the, the cinematography. I mean, this is just a visually stunning film. And I really appreciated that about it. Um, and however much it cost to make that movie, I'd say it was however much money really well spent. So two hundred million. Well, I mean that's I mean that's not. Uh, or first of all, since it's approaching like a billion dollars at the box office, I think they're golden. Yeah, um, <laughs> money well spent. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they've made that back. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I I look forward to seeing these characters again in the Marvel universe, the Marvel cinematic universe. So same here. This totally was like a exceptionally gorgeous movie. Um, And one of the things I really loved about it was uh, the costumes. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the first times I've ever looked up a costume designer because I Mm -hmm. thought they were just that beautiful Mm -hmm. and um, discovered that Ruthie Carter was the costume designer on this film and a lot of her designs were borrowed from the indigenous people across the African continent. Mm -hmm. Um, Some examples were like the cloak that Wakabi wore. Mm -hmm. Um, You might find something similar that were traditionally worn to weddings in Mm -hmm. Lesotho. Is that how you say that? Lesotho? I think Um, as Americans we say Lesotho, but I've heard British people say Lesotho. Lesotho? Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. Um, But that was really cool. And then the female warrior's armor was inspired by garments that were worn by tribes in Kenya. Mm -hmm. Um, Just really colorful. The reds Mm -hmm. and the vibrant colors. Mm -hmm. It was just, oh my gosh, breathtaking. Um, And then what else? Some of the other... Oh, the the crown that... um, Queen Ramonda War mm-hmm. was actually 3D printed, which I thought was really cool. Like I had no idea. Yeah. And apparently <laughs> it took about six months to get that right. Wow. Um, and I actually just this past weekend was at a game night and a friend of mine just got a 3D printer. So I got oh, to see cool. 
a little bit of how they work. And for just a small um, item, it would take mm. like eight hours to print. Are so, you serious? Yeah, like, oh, I don't know, something about the width of your cell phone. And wow. maybe the height um, would take about eight hours to print. Wow. So, crazy yeah um, i can imagine now i can that puts things into perspective yeah. like if you make a little mistake on this right. it's going to just take a long time to fix it i would like for um this movie in particular and some of the rest of the marvel movies to, and, and maybe they have and i just haven't done the research on it but i would love to see like the art of books for these movies where you could see like the earlier incarnations, like the initial sketches and stuff like that. Um, that's one of the things that uh, Star Wars does. And they're just beautiful books to get the art of books. And you can see, you know, what the costumes initially, the different thoughts they had for folks with costumes and so on and so forth. And I, I would like to see something like that for some of these Marvel films. And I think that would be fascinating to see for the Black Panther as well, just to see, you know, the different ideas that they had and why they finally went with what they went with. So yeah, just absolutely. Yeah. Just bugging Marvel's ear. Um, mm -hmm. and besides, you know, people, people buy that stuff. You know, I, I own the art of the last Jedi. <laughs> um, and, and I really want to own the art of the force awakens. So there's that. Um, well, that's really cool. That is yeah. really cool. And the falls um, that were just so beautiful. The waterfalls? Are, yeah, the waterfalls are, okay. that's actually a real place. Um, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, Agazu Falls, mm -hmm. again, forgive me if I mis mispronounce some things. I really, I don't know. But anyway, um, of course, there were some CGI elements to kind of fill mm -hmm. in the gaps mm -hmm. while filming. But sure. um actually a real place that you can go mm -hmm. visit and it is just stunning mm -hmm. really beautiful um and some other cool things about it was it's a lot of it was actually filmed right here in atlanta um just like the marvel films and mm -hmm. um you know ant-man captain america civil war um the avengers affinity war was actually filmed at the pinewood mm -hmm. studios right here okay cool. in atlanta um, and then some other scenes were filmed at the Sweet Auburn District, mm -hmm. which is also known as the Martin Luther King Historic Site, where you can go see Dr. King's birthplace and his tomb and mm -hmm. visit the Apex Museum and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just which hosts a lot of exhibits relating to the African-American history. So mm -hmm. if you are from Atlanta or even if you're not from Atlanta and you want to just come see where some of this movie was filmed come pay us a visit and those are some spots that you can mm -hmm. you might recognize from the movie yeah that's cool that's very yeah. cool mm -hmm. um one of the things i noticed about um this movie it was that they didn't really shy away from some political issues i think throughout and i think they intercut them really well so that it didn't dominate the film but it certainly i think made the point um and they did that a lot through uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, uh, mm -hmm. Killmonger, um, 
But the big thing for me with this movie was the number of really strong women that they featured. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, You had the General Okoye and um, I am not super sure how to pronounce her name. She was in The Walking Dead and I believe her name is Denai Guerrera. Um, and I apologize if I get that name wrong, but she made a great, great general. Uh, one of yes, the, she did. Uh, <laughs> she was a very strong character yeah. in The Walking Dead yeah. as Michonne, and um, in The Walking Dead, I don't. I, you you didn't watch that, did you? No, you haven't watched that no, series. Have I don't know. No. It's starting to get some bad press. It's it's just been around a little too long, I think. But um, mm. her role has always just been fantastic as a samurai sword wielding mm-hmm. badass. Mm-hmm. Like she, she can really hold her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did not disappoint with her spear fighting scenes. Well, you I know. mean, anytime you can use a wig as a weapon, I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I thought that was that pretty was, amazing. That was funny. Yeah. yeah that was that pretty was amazing. Awesome. But um, her scene, her um, fight scenes were just so well done. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, wow! Yeah, yeah, loved it. Well, I, it made me think about because this movie made such a great point to have this be a very egalitarian society. It made me wonder if there was a tradition of um, matrilineal societies in Africa. And so I went and I did a little bit of research. Now, I I checked out Wikipedia and I checked out Britannica. So some basic kind of sources, although Wikipedia isn't exactly your best source ever for anything. But there is um, a swath of countries throughout Africa that are matrilineal. And the fictional Wakanda is not um, or may well be situated in that belt, but... The fictional Wakanda is not strictly a matrilineal society uh, because the kingship was handed down from father to son in this case. And I don't know, perhaps perhaps Shuri would have been the Black Panther if she'd been born first. I don't know. But I thought that that was an interesting kind of thing that they really didn't shy away at all from making this a very egalitarian society. And as a woman, I really appreciated that. The mm-hmm. Having these really strong women and these strong figures. And um, the other thing is I'm pretty sure that Shuri will um, inspire a lot of girls to maybe look into math and science. A lot of times... Um, Girls are sort of stereotyped as not being into math or not being into science. And it was really nice to see um, see a really strong role for a young woman to be playing a scientist. That's I thought that was really cool. Now, that sort of hurt my historian's heart because, you know, the humanities. But um, <laughs> I can't help it. I love the humanities. But um, I think it, I think. I think it's great. I'm I'm glad that they made that choice. Definitely empowering for women. Yeah. And yeah, I I agree. It was just an uplifting movie in so many ways. Yeah. The only thing that I kind of didn't get, and, and it's, I think because I'm, first of all, I'm not a comic book 
person. I don't think I own a comic book at all. <laughs> and, um, it's better that I don't because I tend to get obsessive about things. And, <laughs> um, it's a true story. Um, I, it, to me, it felt a little bit like there were really two separate villains but mm-hmm. I think part of that is a function of, like, for me, the the plot lines, at least initially, the plot lines didn't feel quite so well integrated. Like, when I take a step back from it a couple of days later, I'm like, yeah, no, they really did a good job with that. But on that first viewing, it really didn't quite feel like it. So I think that if I went and I saw it again, I think I'd, I'd feel like it was much better integrated. Um, but, like... Ulysses yeah. Claw kind of felt like, why do you even, why why are you bothering to even have him in this movie? You could do this right. just with my with with Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan's character. I felt exactly the same, and um, I was talking to my friend Jabari about this, who is you know a long time Panther fan. Mm-hmm. He's been following him since childhood, and and I, I told him the same thing. I was like, I just felt like um, Killmonger was the stronger villain, and I really could have done without. Claw, mm-hmm. and he said, but Claw dates back to the origin of the Black Panther, mm-hmm. so they ha- he had to be included. People mm-hmm. would have been wondering, like, where's Claw? Okay. Um, so okay. I now it makes a little bit more sense as to why he was there, but yeah. um, and apparently his character has kind of you know morphed a little bit. But I I agree with you. I I wouldn't have missed him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to me, not, not being a long-term uh, Panther fan, not knowing the history mm-hmm. of you know the Claw, I would I would have been fine with uh, Killmonger. Just Killmonger, yeah, yeah, because he 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 made a really good villain. Um, he did, so. he did, and he made one that I just I have I felt emotions for at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt sad for him, and mm-hmm. kind of throughout the movie, I felt sad for him. Um, yeah, yeah, so. It was, he was a very complex mm. villain. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And, I, and I'm actually kind of hopeful that we start to see a few more sort of complex villains, um, mm-hmm. even in the Marvel Universe, or maybe especially in the Marvel Universe, because so often in these comic book films, it's just these power hungry people and it doesn't feel. You're not invested. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but maybe it was on the strength of uh, Jordan's acting, and maybe it was just the strong writing for the character, but or a combination thereof. But he does make for a fairly compelling, or actually a really compelling villain. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, sort of my final verdict on the whole movie is that it's a, it's a very good Marvel film. Don't miss it. Go see it. And yeah. fancy in the theater, make sure you pick it up, you know, on digital or DVD or something like that. It's absolutely worth it. And I can't wait to see where it fits in in the Marvel Universe. So. It was um, an outstanding film, and I absolutely recommend it. But it was so important on so many levels, not just, you know, don't just go see it because it's a great film. But there's so many other things that are great about it. It's like a new era um, in marketing and toys for so many people. Um, I was just reading an article by Charles Pulliam Moore, who's a staff writer for the IO9. And he wrote Mm -hmm. an article titled, um, this black Panther toy commercial is more important than you understand. Mm -hmm. And he says, 
if you ask many comic book fans of color which characters they grew up loving, there's a good chance they'll name a white character like Spider-Man, Wolverine, or Batman. To be fair, these characters are great, but the fact of the matter is they are exponentially more widely marketed across a variety of media than other characters. Mm -hmm. And so people come to know and identify with them more readily. Mm. Um, A big part of how we come to love characters has to do with how much we're exposed to them and how often we're able to see ourselves in them in a meaningful way. And I completely agree with Moore here. Um, And further, he states, because characters of color have historically been relatively marginalized in movies, comics, and television, toys and commercials like this simply haven't existed before, which is a shame in and of itself, but has a deeper consequence. Oftentimes, the first step towards becoming a fan of something or a part of a larger fandom is finding a character that you can relate to when you're young and then seeing your relationship with them validated by the world around you. So, you know, so many young children are going to have these characters Mm. that they can connect with and they Mm -hmm. can relate to that they've maybe never had before. Mm -hmm. And I'm just super excited about that. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And um, this film is very important. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see a lot more it's a movement and I can't wait to see the movement more in this direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I personally hope that, you know, my kids as they're watching films like this and other films with strong heroes and heroines, I hope they can find people in those films to connect to. And so mm-hmm. I think this film certainly has a wide variety um, of those kinds of characters that you could, you would want to look up to and you'd want to relate to. So, um, I, like I said, I'm excited that, that they put this film out and, um, claw aside, um, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, we didn't even talk about the CGI. That was probably yeah. my only quibble. Okay. Um, with the movie. I mean, no movie's perfect. Mm-hmm. And where this movie fell pretty short, in my opinion, was some of the CGI and specifically the scenes where um, the Panther was dropping, um, jumping from the um, rooftops of the cars. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like it's similar scenes that we've seen in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, we, we just don't have the technology yet to pull that off. It just mm. doesn't look doesn't look realistic and it's just so obviously fake. And that's probably the only time during the movie that I was kind of just taken out of the movie because I was like, Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> that is so funny to me. But, but you and I, wa- I think we watch movies very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, didn't yeah, notice. Do. <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> I absolutely did not notice that. I mean, I knew realistically speaking he was not actually leaping from car top to car top in south korea but at the same time i just didn't really notice the fakeness of it and you know perhaps i'll notice it on a next go round um now that i've pointed it out you'll well, you know what let me ask you this question did you see this in in like an rpx theater or just in standard 2d standard 2d yeah and i saw it in standard 2d i wonder if i wondered if it was maybe different like if you'd seen it in imax then maybe but no i saw it in standard 2d as well so i don't know i I think that's a good uh good question i just like i said i didn't really notice it i was good with it (laughs) 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. But, but overall, I agree. This is a fantastic movie. And if you haven't seen it yet, sorry, we spoiled it for you, but we did warn know. you. We, we did warn yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> we really didn't talk a whole lot about the plot and that sort of thing. So maybe we didn't really spoil it that yeah, much. And but. The other thing about the other thing about a Marvel movie, there's a certain formula to a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So I think you go in with certain expectations with Marvel films and even DC films to a certain extent. So, you know, I'm not sure we needed to run down everything. So, yeah, yeah. but awesome movie. Definitely go see it. Yeah. Um, well, that was it. That was our, that was our review of the Black Panther. We liked it. Go see it. Uh, we did have a little bit of unfinished business here on the podcast. First, I wanted to um, thank two people, Bookaholic13 and Doc Tomcat, because they were really super nice and reviewed our podcast. Um, when I saw those things pop up, I was just ah, so excited. And... Um, and I immediately messaged Melissa, oh my gosh, people have reviewed our podcast. <laughs> so if you enjoy our podcast, please take a minute or two to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we'd really appreciate it and it would help us out a bit. And um, yeah, and if you want us to, if you have any questions for us, please, please go ahead and email us at saywinpodcast um, at gmail.com and um Melissa, did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on tonight? Or are you good? I uh, just want to thank my friend Jabari for like giving me some insight on the oh, Black absolutely. Panther. And um, yeah, just thanks again to those of you who have already given us reviews, like Sally said. And if you have any questions, feel free to let us know what you think um, or anything that you'd like for us to discuss in the future. Cool. Uh, well, I am... Sally, you can find me at Palmetto's desk on WordPress and at Palmetto Blue on Twitter. Where can folks find you, Melissa? Uh, Paxi Babe on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All those places. All those places, yeah. And then um, what's our handle for the podcast on Facebook? Say When Podcast. Great. So, we hope to hear from y'all very soon. I will sign off by saying, may the force be with you. And I'll sign off by saying truth and justice. Bye, y'all. Bye.